everyone. My name is Crystal Goins and I am Mother Goins at blogspot.com. I am a blogger who is uh, starting her own podcast in celebration of the release of her first published book. Woo woo. When Relationships Matter, A Social-Emotional Approach to Teaching and Learning. So the adventure of writing a book was never in the cards of my lifelong plan. But as a teacher, a creative teacher at that, I've uh, used my own experiences as a person, as an adult, to serve my kids in the classroom, which just led me to a classroom management approach that I didn't know it at the time models the way I grew up in my own household. And I didn't make the connection that I was managing the kids in my room like My parents managed me and my siblings because I have five siblings or four siblings, five of us total growing up, um, to make it in this country because they had immigrated from the Philippines, but they grew us up in their culture the only way they knew how. But it didn't change the fact that when I was in my family and at home, I felt 100% myself and like I belonged no questions asked, but every time I got into social situations or would um, get myself out into the real world, I felt completely different. And so I came into the classroom, which I am a Title I teacher, which means I go and teach on social, socioeconomic areas with poverty and um, just in neighborhoods that have more rates of free and reduced lunch and those kids need a sense of belonging and so I decided to come into teaching uh, a little bit new and I created that approach and really outside of the way I created it it wasn't going to be a relationship first approach so I decided to make it in a book and make sure that it stayed that way. I wanted to start this podcast to talk to you about how I came about of a lifestyle where relationships matter first. It only came to me not in my career choice of being a teacher. It only came to me through faith when I was trying to work out being a married woman. Um, I met my husband, Ben, on Match.com, and we only decided to marry because he is a doctor and decided to do residency in South Carolina, and we were about to move. I wasn't about to move with a man unless I was going to marry, so I married him out of a logical um, decision, and we moved together, but marriage definitely meant that I was going to have to put my relationship with Ben as a priority, which working as a teacher, I had so many other relationships on the job that I was used to giving myself to that I didn't have room to give that to my husband, which didn't matter at the time because once he started residency, there wasn't much time and space for him to give me as well. So the first two years of marriage, we were both married to our job and because of the demandingness of it. And it it wasn't really a problem that we weren't balancing being quote unquote married and having a job. But when I wanted more out of our marriage and wanted more out of the relationship, it meant that I was going to have to invest more in it. Because of that, I came to know Jesus and faith uh, 
I became Christian those first couple years of marriage and understood that a relationship with Jesus had to be a priority if I was going to learn new ways from him, which reflected what I'd have to do to grow closer and love my husband more is put my relationship with him first. And the only thing I gave my time to uh, more in life, pretty much all my time in my life too, because it was my childhood dream, was my work, which was to become an educator. And I was a darn good educator, but I gave it all my life. The crossroad of giving my job, to continue to give my job all my life, or to let the relationship that had been there, my husband, um, steal some of that time, was something I needed to deal with before we moved back to Virginia when he started his job. And I chose Ben. I chose my husband. And I took some time off. We had been trying to have kids for two years, but under the stress of the job and um, just the fact that we weren't really investing much time other than to our works. We didn't really have the connection where we were like actively trying to have a baby. So, um, but we knew we wanted one, but I knew I'd have to change my whole outlook and put my husband first and give up my job so that I could get my relational priorities together and my marriage mattered first. So when we moved back to Virginia, that's what I did. Did not work. Uh, Ben started his job. I stayed at home and both of us decided to do ministry together where we became Young Life Leaders. Young Life is a Christian ministry that works in the local high schools where you mentor uh, teens. Ben did boys and I did girls and we had them over our house constantly. And you basically live life with them and you let them into your life. They let you into their lives. You listen to them. They were over at our house constantly having a meal at least once a month, but that's at least because I know I fed them more than that. And they were there with me when I first became a mom, when I had my first two kids, when I was figuring out breastfeeding and breast pumping and, um, I was there for them when they were having boy problems. I did more listening than I did talking. Uh, I spent most of my spare time with them and inviting them into my lives, which didn't really, it really wasn't anything really foreign to me because I grew up in a family where anyone and everyone that we had in our life, if we brought them home, my parents would go out of the way to make it feel hospitable and go out of the way to make sure that that person knew that they belonged. Even though we were not very social creatures and my mom was very strict and sheltered us all our life, um, we wanted outsiders to know that there was a place for them in our family. And that's what I grew up knowing as my norm. So whenever I was with other people, I think that's why I'm heightenedly aware of their emotions and how they feel and their needs. But when you talk to teenagers all the time, they do most of the talking and you do most of the listening. And especially as a young life leader, I don't always have an answer to their problems, but that's where I would listen and we would pray together and take it to Jesus. So I call my book When Relationships Matter because 
that's how I live my life. Relationships matter first mentality. And before I thought it just meant that I cared too much of what other people think, but I cared too much that other people are cared for. And I think that's the difference I didn't explain to myself before, but no, that's just how it is now. The reason why I can have so many kids and love each of them so differently because they're made differently. And the reason why I can take so many different students and their needs in my brain can marry together because I care if they care about themselves. I've had far too many incidents with death and even young lives and suicide and even having to talk to people about why they value their life or people coming up to me and saying they don't really value their life or wonder about their life where I I can't really live any other way. Once you experience um, death and people taking their own lives, your priorities change instantly, at least in, in this chick's heart. I look at my kids with new eyes and I'm constantly cognizant of the problems and the troubles that they face. And I look at my students and their parents and I will celebrate their efforts and their trying and in hopes that they understand that their trying and their efforts is good enough. I just love the fact in this pandemic that change is okay and it's necessary. And things that we were too busy to address and too readily accepted are coming to surface now as big issues. And we don't have time for research to address it 10 years down the road when our kids are hurting now. But I also celebrate where I am now in the world and how it is only drives me to be a better person, to be a fighter, to have more courage, and to be brave. And I love the fact that I am just openly celebrating the fact that I get to parent young kids at this age. The whole world is changing. And the generation that I thought, oh my gosh, what is going on? What are they thinking? Now I see them as they're just, they don't really know if they have a place. And I am now the type of mom that is going to be like my dad and say, look, what am I going to do? I want you to have a better life. Am I going to just let wrong things happen? Or am I going to fight for my kids so that these changes can come about so that they can have a better life in the future with one day their kids? And I'm going to raise them up to be part of the change, but not to be victims of the change. I'm going to raise my kids up now and educate myself on issues and and only welcome in knowledge that's going to grow us. And I'm going to take the time to explain them, even if some of those issues are more mature than I would like to share with my kids, because the world wasn't so... Uh, so gracious and genuine with my kids because they've exposed them to so much so fast that they don't developmentally understand. And so I'm the type of mom and the advocate and now the activist who's going to fight for a world that my kids can live in and they don't have to fight so hard to feel like themselves. And so I shared my book 
as an approach where kids can still be human and express themselves and educators can be human and and teach and love their jobs again in hopes that if I can do it, I think anybody can. I'm a big dreamer. I love people. I love learning. And I love this world. And I refuse to let any circumstances that surround us get us down. I just always think, okay, let me find that new way. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope that you'll be able to tune in with me again and we can talk next time.